Hey, it's Jordan. We'll fire up the Chill Factory in about 20 seconds. First, I want to make sure that you have the Chill Factory app. It's an amazing podcast companion that helps you relax between episodes and forever. Stay tuned to the end of this episode because I'll be giving a special password so that you and 99 other listeners can use all of the Chill Factory app's features for free. I would say there is a sense of urgency, but everyone needs to go at their own pace. So don't let it stress you. Be chill about it. Take time because you have that time. Welcome to the Chill Factory, where we make life smoother. I'm Jordan Friedman. Here's a fact. We're all aging. Here's another fact. Many of us hear those words and we're filled with a sense of dread. But some people are really into aging, and they know it's much more than doctor's appointments and early bird specials. Here's why it might be worth an attitude adjustment and some action if you're in that first group. Between 2015 and 2060, the number of people 60 and older will double. Already today, there are more people over 60 than under 5. The number of younger people now entering the workforce is lower than the number of older people staying in it. And despite some recent decreases, life expectancy is expected to rise in the coming decades. Ellen Kocher is our guest today, and yes, she's the one who's really into aging. She focuses on the 50-plus demographic, including in her new book, Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive. Ellen thrives in Switzerland, where she's a global health and wellness coach, a workplace wellness consultant, and an economist. Not 50-plus? There's something in this conversation for everyone, because we're all aging. Ellen, thanks so much for coming by the Chill Factory today. With pleasure, Jordan. I'm happy to be here. Ellen, based on those who you work with, your clients, and just people in the world who you talk with, how would they complete this sentence? As I get older, I'm concerned about or sensitive to blank. I would answer that with three things. The first and foremost, and this I hear all the time, Jordan, is I want to have no regrets. The second would be I want to live life to its fullest. And the third, which clearly links to the other two, is I want to be purposeful. Hmm. As we do get older, what are some of the big headlines we should pay attention to? What are some of the key things we should be thinking about in in your opinion and because of your experience? Interesting the way you said it, Jordan, because you said getting older, and we actually don't use getting older, we use growing older. And your question was about the sort of the key things that we should be focusing on to make growing older easier and more enjoyable. What I've observed is that people that are over 50, or sometimes over 40 only, um, no longer take their health as much for granted. They're more conscientious, more willing to take care of themselves. And what we've noticed is that as people are older, 
we actually finally take the time to take care of ourselves. And it's reassuring to be physically capable to have good health. It builds our confidence, it builds our, builds our capability. Actually, I was 52 years old and I did this race that was more than 32 kilometers of effort. And it went over, it was about a six hour race. It was the, one of the most empowering things I did. When you feel physically capable as you age, it makes you feel empowered. So that's the first thing that people should be thinking about, and they do. It's one of those shakeups. And the second thing was finances. And it's interesting because it's not about being rich. It's not just about having enough money for retirement, but it's about opening up our conversations and understanding that our, our finances, it helps us glide through those older years with ease again, confidently and enjoyably, because you can't, you can't enjoy life if you are worried that you're not going to eat at the end of the month. So I'm still amazed about how many people, especially women, statistically, it's amazing, um, but not only women, are in denial about their financial situation. They've kind of got their head in the sand, and it's still pretty taboo to talk about finances, um, where a serene, you know, a calm, knowledgeable, focused positioning to finance gears us up for less stressful times. I know 20-year-olds who are concerned and stressed about getting older. So I wonder, is there any age that's too young or for that matter, too old to start thinking about this idea of growing older in a healthier, more content, happier way? It's never too early or too late to start preparing for quality aging. And when you think about it, a holistic approach reveals that all of the dimensions of our well-being must be in alignment to improve our aging. And that covers everything. I tend to divide them in five dimensions from physical, emotional, intellectual, spiritual or, or purpose, and financial well-being. And all of those together from the time you're 20 until you're 120. And 120 looks like it will be much more of a possibility for a 25-year-old right now, right? <laughs> That's what they're saying. The World Economic Forum is saying that, right? You know, I'm thinking about a certain age where I will, okay, I'm going to use a word you're not going to like, decline or won't be here anymore. Uh, and then I have a little bell that goes off in my head and I think, oh, well, wait a second. By that time, the life expectancy will be raised 10 or 20 years. So I actually have more time to think about all of this and it gets me excited. More time to prepare and think about those dimensions, as you're saying, and to grow older in a, in a healthier way. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that. And I've seen this shift in the mindset in people that are getting toward retirement. And the conversation has gone from, you know, having that freedom not to work anymore to becoming, wait, I have 35 or 40 years post-retirement <laughs> to work and be purposeful and to do something super cool. I love the motivating, uh, inspiring aspect of this. Ellen, you mentioned finances and 
financial health a couple of times. And you know something about this because you you were or are an economist, but you went from being a full-time economist as a career to a health and wellness coach. Is there a story there? Yeah, I was a I was a management consultant in finance and banking, and I did it for almost 10 years, Jordan. And when I stopped my stressful career to have kids, um, I kind of got a wake-up call. And um, I decided to take care of myself. Because as you've experienced and you've shared on this podcast and in the work you do, um, many people, when they're working in high-profile, stressful jobs, they don't take much care for themselves. And at that point, um, I lost significant weight. And I began by being a weight loss coach. And about seven years ago, I evolved my approach far, far beyond weight management. And it's like, you know, greater economics. You can't only do microeconomics. You've got to do macroeconomics. And I really went toward a holistic approach that we've been talking about today. Though, I really do work with professionals primarily like myself. And what I help them do, because they're usually super smart people, they know what to do. And I I, I really try to support them and help them go from knowing what to do to, to, to actually doing it, to actually putting it into action. Yeah, and you're another example of us often doing what we need. Mm-hmm. Ellen, can we talk for a minute about a statistic I read in one of your articles that is fascinating to me? Uh, it said that 70% of the negative characteristics that we associate with aging have to do with lifestyle and not the natural course of aging. This is absolutely fascinating. And we can we can actually look at this in two respects. We'll start by just, so this is the medical side of things. Non-communicable disease would be any disease that you cannot spread to someone. So we're looking at diabetes, at heart disease. We're looking at um, cancers. Those are all non-communicable diseases. And today, non-communicable diseases are the cause of over 70% of deaths worldwide. Okay? Non-communicable disease. They are 70% preventable through food, movement, sleep, and stress. And obviously, those diseases, the risk of them increases as we age. So it makes it even more important to be focused on them. Now, to come back to those characteristics and those negative characteristics you were talking about, there are things like um, dementia. People say things like, oh, I'm having a senior moment or, or it's my age. Or people will throw the, they'll just throw that out there like, oh, you look great for your age. Well, it's almost an, almost an insult, like you're not supposed to look good for your age right? So that's another thing that's super interesting is that our attitude influences the way we age physically. Lifestyle can prevent up to 70% of the negative characteristics that come with age. Okay, here's another statistic that I want to talk about. Older entrepreneurs are more successful than younger ones. And there's a bit of a flip there because all we really hear about is younger entrepreneurs, 20-somethings, who 
are inventing things, creating things, coming up with incredible brands, making tons of money. But really, it's the older entrepreneurs that are making it in a bigger way. Want to talk about that? This is so cool. So worldwide entrepreneurship activity for the 50 plus group has like doubled in the last decade. Their startups are statistically almost three times more likely to succeed than the youth startups. And again, it's so interesting, Jordan, because we hit on the five dimensions of well-being we spoke about earlier. Think about it. All of a sudden, we said people 50 plus are more conscientious and willing to take care of their health. It's hard to do when you're working nine to five for somebody else. So by 50, health allows people, that consciousness allows them to become an entrepreneur and entrepreneurship fits that model really well. Emotionally, the emotional dimension, older people are more positive and more stable emotionally. Again, this is research that I'm recalling from my book. Um, it's directly related, therefore, if they're emotionally stable to more efficiency, more engagement, less burnout. Intellectually, again, that's the third dimension of well-being that we sort of, we, we, we're exploring together. Um, intellectually, someone that's 45, 55 plus they have more of everything, Jordan, more experience, more business savvy, more connections, more knowledge, more wisdom, more skills, more expertise, more confidence. They're no longer wannabes. Um, they tend to be spiritually more aligned. And again, uh, with fewer years ahead and that kind of I don't want any regrets attitude, they realign with their self, their purpose, and they, they just go forward like a bulldozer. And all of this creates a framework for successful entrepreneurship, not to mention that still today, the 45 to 75 age bracket has the highest median and average net worth. So they're financially sound. They can take more risks. They're confident in doing so. So these five things put together makes the, the 50-something founders and entrepreneurs Three times more successful, Jordan. How cool is that? Yeah, it's very motivating. And I've always said, I am so much happier being older than I was. It doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy my time uh, as a 20-something and 30-something. You just aren't concerned about stuff that you used to be concerned about. So let's say you're not going to up and leave your job and start your own business true though that because of a new time that we're in um hopefully we can say post-covid or or you know as covid recedes in a big way if you're in a job uh and that's one of the areas of your life that you'd like to change so that you can age with greater ease and happiness this seems like a really good time to look around it, it gives the individual much more freedom to make those changes, right? Mm, very much so. As we kind of said earlier, that freedom from work sounds more like freedom to work. You know, Jordan, I work um, globally for two of the world's largest outplacement firms. And I do part of the coaching for those people that are in outplacement. So they've either lost their job or been, you know, 
they well they have all lost their job, but some of them have been let go. Some of them have chosen to to uh, to leave. And I know the statistics varies precisely for tiny Switzerland. Here we have a population of eight million people. We expect to have a labor shortage of three hundred thousand workers out of eight million huh? by twenty thirty. Um, this is largely due to the fact that the baby boomer generation is bigger than the following generations. So every year, sort of the retirement age accounts for a higher proportion of the population. And with too few younger workers entering the labor force to replace them, we are going to have labor shortages basically in all of the advanced economies. So in the U.S., in Europe, in Asia, um, the skills deficit will be significant by 2030. And there's a lot of work that's been done. Again, I've mentioned them earlier, the World Economic Forum, the WEF, creating a huge gap and an enormous opportunity. Um, there are a lot more work, work opportunities for our generation in the future. And again, what we call cool aging, which is, is you know, this whole idea of growing old and thriving as we grow old, it really does mean rethinking you know, work agility, um, entrepreneurship, skills, objectives, collaborating with other generations in innovative ways. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, we were working in a, in a context today of a five-generation workplace, Jordan. Hmm. Amazing. And don't think I missed that term you just used, cool aging. It makes, it makes me want to put chill aging out there. Chill aging. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what we'll call this episode, actually. I hadn't named this yet, but I think we just came up with it. This is why it's good to have conversations with people and to, to get out there and get the ideas flowing. So, Ellen, last question for you. For listeners who are still thinking to themselves, oh, I don't know if I can ever get there. I don't know if I can be happy about getting older or growing older. I've got so much to deal with. I can't figure out how I'm going to extricate myself from these various challenges that I have. Any last minute advice, motivation for them to have them leave this episode feeling more hopeful? You know, we quoted someone in our book, and I'll tell you who it was. It's the, the president of Switzerland at the time, and then one of the federal counselors who was actually managing COVID and here in Switzerland. And at one point he said, now as a country, we're going to go as fast as we can, but as slow as we need to. And I got goosebumps just saying it again, thinking of that context um, almost two years ago. But this is what I would say to our listeners. I would say there is a sense of urgency, but everyone needs to go at their own pace. So don't let it stress you. Be chill about it. Take time because you have that time. Beautifully put. And thank you for all of this motivation and the statistics and the encouragement and the resources which will be in the show notes. Ellen Kocher, thanks for coming on The Chill Factory. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I do prescribe the tranquilizer 
for preventing and reducing muscle tension, headaches, feelings of overwhelm, anxiety, and for deep relaxation and sound sleep. The tranquilizer technique is a muscle tensing and releasing exercise. It's also called progressive muscular relaxation. Imagine you have a dry washcloth and you dip it into a bowl of water and then you take it out and you squeeze all of the water out back into the bowl. Well, the washcloth is like your muscles and the water is like all of the tension that you accumulate from all of the stress that you experience during the day. And what the tranquilizer does is it helps us squeeze all of that stress and tension out of our muscles so that we experience relaxation and deep calm. Let's do a few quick sets of tensing and releasing that are part of the tranquilizer technique. Focus on your hands. The hands are filled with muscles and they're also filled with muscle tension because of all that we ask them to do during a day. And if you'd like, close your eyes. And three, two, one, take a deep breath in. And now squeeze your hands, make them into tight fists. Imagine you have golf balls in the centers of your palms and you're trying to turn them into powder. And hold. And now exhale and release your hands and feel the tension run out from your fingertips. Now focus on your eyes and the area of your face around your eyes. This is another warehouse of tension because of all of the staring at screens we do. So close your eyes. And three, two, one, take a deep breath in. And squeeze your eyes closed so that you try to block all of the light coming in from the outside and hold, squeeze those eyes closed, and now exhale and release the tension around your eyes, keeping your eyes closed, but let them relax. And one more area. Now focus on your shoulders. Many of us carry around a lot of tension in our shoulders. Three, two, one, take a deep breath in. And now with your back straight, raise your shoulders all the way up so the tops of your shoulders touch the bottom tips of your ears. You probably won't be able to do this, but it's just a goal and hold and now exhale and let your shoulders drop down to a relaxed position and feel the tension running off the tops of your shoulders. Are you starting to feel relaxed? Well, that was a very short sample of the tranquilizer technique. The full exercise can take 30, 40 minutes and you go through all different muscle groups in your body doing 
two or three sets, just like we did there. And I guarantee you that by the end of this exercise, you will be super relaxed. This is one reason why the tranquilizer is so good for falling asleep. And there's more good news. The Chill Factory app is stocked with the tranquilizer technique and many other stress and anxiety reducers. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Chill Factory and enter the password WISER, W-I-S-E-R, so that you and 99 others can use all of the app's features for free for one year from the original post date of this episode. It's quitting time for this episode of The Chill Factory. I'm Jordan Friedman. Thanks so much for listening. There's more information and resources at thechillfactory.net. And you can also leave us a question or voicemail there. Just look for the blue tab on the right side of any site page. And if there's something you've heard here on The Chill Factory that you think will help someone in your life, we'd love it if you shared an episode or the podcast with them. And subscribe or follow The Chill Factory so you'll know when new episodes are available. And as actor and producer Francis McDormand said, with aging, you earn the right to be loyal to yourself.